Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 164th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we are discussing why should you support Black businesses. Before we dive deep into the subject, it's your favorite time of the day, Tasha's monologue. Woohoo! It's a party, are you ready? I think so. Excellent. You sound like you're ready to die. (laughs) So with that, let's get it started. Uh, If you have downloaded this episode by going to WokenFree.com and you proceeding to the Podbean app to download the episode, you rock because that is how you actually join the conversation. If you download it, that is how you're able to add your thoughts in the comments and you can tell us what black businesses you do support, whether you agree with that philosophy, whether you don't, whether you're like, convince me, I don't know. Either way, whatever your thoughts and philosophies and ideology is on this, we want to hear from you. Join the Woken Free Wednesday conversation by putting in your comments by downloading the episode. Now, if you're saying to us, Tosh, Khalil, we love you, we want you, we need you, right back at you, booze but you just can't download another app for some reason, then please just make sure that you are subscribed to the show on whatever platforms you're catching us on. So whether that's iTunes or TuneIn or Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we're on 30 plus platforms. So just make sure wherever you're catching it, if you don't want to download the the app, then make sure you're subscribed, you're following and you're liking wherever you can catch a show at there. Now, if it comes to, you know, when it comes to sharing, usually sharing is a caring, but absent things like COVID-19, like racism, like discrimination, like sexism, like bigotry, all of those things, those suck. Those are not things to share. But you know what is good to share? Woken free. Right. Share it with your friends and family. Get the word out. Why? Because when you like things, you share it, right? Don't don't act a fool, guys. And it's simple to share. You can send it via email. You can send it through social media. You can text it, guys. Send people the episodes and and get them in the conversation. When it comes to social media, you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Pinterest at Woken Free. Guys, the TikTok is popping. Make sure you're catching the content. There's a lot of time and attention that goes in there. Definitely. You know who be working on it. Exact. Definitely not you. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to put that all out there? Why gotta because just, I'm trifling like you that. You got to spread all this information and stuff. Yeah, we keep it real woke and free here. So Come on. I'm trying to like do stuff like our leadership and talk mm-hmm. in different kind of words that you don't understand. Mm. What? Please. I'm trying, to do, I'm trying to lead you over here while the real action's happening over there. And when it comes <laughs> <I tried>. to <laughs> when it comes to reviewing the show, if you have ninety seconds, yes, ninety seconds, ninety seconds, guys, you can make white rice, which is amazing. But also, you can review the show. I'm never going to stop saying that. I love that. Eventually, uh, eventually, but I love white rice in ninety seconds. That's like amazing. Sticky white rice. We're talking, guys. Now, back to what you need to do. Review the show. Now, pick your platform of choice. If you go to WokenFree.com and you pick the uh, tap on the listen page, then you can pick your platform for where you want to review the show at. But definitely make sure you're reviewing the show and getting feedback to us. Specifically, we love it when we get 
five star reviews on iTunes. That is uh, amazing, guys. So give us your stars. Give us your reviews. We appreciate you. We love you. Scene end. Now, you brought up the sharing stuff. That just made me think you can't share guacamole now with people, right? That would be against the rules, too. With tacos? And you mean like that? Well, some people have it with nachos or chips. Mm-hmm. But you can't share it, right? Like, if you go oh, to a restaurant with... COVID-19? With, yeah, now with everything that's happening, now you can't share dips like people used to. I mean, to, like I think guac people are still salsa. sharing bodily fluids, so I think that guac no, is still... No, I mean, that's... <laughs> That, that's among the realm of possibility. That's among consenting adults, but I'm talking As about is just guacamole. food. No, because kids <laughs> eat guac too. You know, you're going down a really weird path right now. No, I'm just saying, like <laughs> now when you go to a restaurant, like you have dips, can you share that with your friends? Now, that's I mean, I, don't I just know what thought type about of weirdness that. you're asking me, but I'm just gonna go with no. Oh, so so now I mean, you can't share. I won't. Do they even bring out the dips if you're a they have to still bring the dips out. See, I don't they know. They might be in individual little containers or something. I mean, I don't know. I haven't experienced yeah, it. I'm not eaten, sure. I'm just wondering. Out, uh, Did you keep talking much. about what you can't share? I just thought about that. I mean, well, my biggest dips. concern is racism and sexism and bigotry and things like that. You're thinking about guacamole. like Yeah, I'm thinking about things that people share on a daily basis. right? Like racism and sexism and bigotry. I think, oh, what's shared more? I think guac. You're trifling. <laughs> I'm just, you I'm just taking a guess. Trifling. I, I'm going to go through the data. As a black man, for you to say that is no. What's shared more though? I can't. I mean, if you really think about racism. it, racism. You're saying that. I don't. I don't know if that's to be true. We have to. I don't even know how you research that. Like that. I mean, people. How would you research it? Which exactly. is being shared more, dips or chips? See, I mean, and it dips sounded or like racism. you're about to say something else too. So <laughs> no, you. That's just you being a dirty-minded individual. <laughs> That's all like, it is. I think Children not, wouldn't take it I a different choose, way. Uh, 200, Alex. <laughs> this wasn't a question for Cardi B. I mean, come on. Hey, let's get together. With that wop dip. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't nothing for her. This was just a straight, simple question about dips and sharing them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I happens. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, I guess it's a question we'll never answer. It, it'll, it's going to have to be answered at some point if you can share the dips or not. I like a different word with the D word, though. All right, daring. I know that's a very Ooh, daring. A thing. daring, daring clap, clap. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. The claps were good. Yeah, you keep can, it moving. People also want to clap to get to know us too. You know, mm-hmm. that's an exciting thing. Nice transition. <laughs> yeah, because every week we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week, as you know, we shared: Would you rather study astronomy or astrology? This week, well, of course. What do you think we're asking? Which Mexican dip do you prefer, salsa or guac? You're I mean, how did that just, how did those things just match up for random reasons? It wasn't because I might have just had guacamole either. Muy bueno. I will always be a guac girl over salsa. Like, good salsa is, is delicious, but most often I, the salsa I've had has not been so great. And I just love avocado, the Jamaican in me. My Jamaican heritage just like really calls for wow. avocado all the time. Uh, my mom was a big fan of it. And I also am a huge fan of guacamole. So guac all the way. Itu. So avocado is the Jamaican thing you would say? Well, in my Jamaican family, we Caribbean. always had, yeah, we always had uh, like avocados with like, we'll have it with our plantain and our rice and, you know, oxtail or like, yeah, uh, okay. avocado was a big thing for us. A, l- a lot of Caribbean and Jamaican people love it. All right. That's a good point. I, I didn't actually like guacamole at all until you like mm-hmm. introduced it to me. I was very scared of it. It looked like mm-hmm. a scary creature thing from a B movie from like the 60s or something. Mm. But... 
I, I would have said salsa in the past for sure, but now I am actually over into the guac side. Guacamole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, we've been talking about the the guac and the salsa, but there's other, there's other are there other cultural businesses that exist that they they serve their own sort of dishes you think and you're services? They do these transition sentences. Good job, Sarah. Good job. Yes, there are actual other cultural businesses yeah. that one could consider and even consider supporting, such <laughs> yes. as black businesses. As why should you support black businesses? Yes, that that's you know that's sort of where I was going to mm. lead. I was going to get to a question very similar to that, and mm-hmm. it was about just multicultural businesses, otherwise known as black businesses. This is the question would end up being very similar to what you just proposed because awesome. we've got to support our businesses, right? But do you know why should we support these black businesses? Yes, I do. Now, you there's do. a great website that I stumbled upon that is, well, I don't want to say it's great, you but stumbled I, upon? I stumbled upon a great article on this website called greenamerica.org. And they had like six main reasons why people should support black businesses. And I thought we would go through them and just kind of quickly run through the information. Uh, one closes the racial wealth gap. We can trace the origins of today's racial wealth gap to Jim Crow era practices like redlining and job discrimination, which segregated blacks from higher paying jobs and home ownership opportunities that ultimately prevented wealth building. Then the 1935 Social Security Act did not afford coverage to domestic and agricultural workers, many of whom were African-American, and its requirements for residency and payroll information also excluded large number of blacks working menial off-the-book jobs and migrating north at the time. Now, today the median wealth for white families is about 12 times that for black families, averaging around 140K. And one in four black households have zero or negative net worth compared to less than one in 10 white families without wealth. And even more concerning is that by 2053, the median wealth for black families is projected to fall to zero. Wow, that's horrifying. If that's, uh, you know, verifiable. <laughs> and then uh, also... Yeah, there's some statistics behind that. You can mm-hmm. look that up. It's not out of nowhere. Mm. And then small businesses and entrepreneurs have been along, around for a long time. And these are, you know, building wealth, wealth builders in our society. By supporting more Black-owned businesses, Green Americans, this website, the people behind it, can create more opportunities for meaningful savings, property ownership, credit building, and generational wealth. So I thought that number one point was a banger. Like, that's a very good point that, like, there have been systematic racial racial systematic practices that have led to the degradation of black family wealth in this country so by supporting black businesses essentially you're kind of clawing back a little bit more uh, opportunity and 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 stability for black america so i think that's a huge point number two they talk about strengthening local economies they mentioned a 2017 study by the National Community Reinvestment Coalition actually found that banks were twice as likely to provide business loans to white applicants than black ones, and three times as likely to have follow-up meetings with white applicants than more qualified black ones. And if yep. consumer spending accounts for 70% of the entire U.S. economy, imagine what directing some of that spending power to black-owned businesses across the country could do. 48% of small businesses' purchases are recirculated locally, compared to only 14% of what's circulated by chain stores. Supporting Black-owned businesses in turn supports families, employees, and other business owners, as well as attracts community investors who provide banking services, loans, and promote financial literacy. 
all the things that build economic strength. So again, the circularness of how our economic system works is further evidence for why supporting black businesses is more than just like going into a shop and just buying something. But it's like, it really has greater impact. It's kind of a bit of a domino effect there. So that's interesting. Third point is is fostering job creation, which is definitely self-evident. If more black owner business owners have more business and they're able to hire more people and possibly even hire more people of color so that again, it's kind of building more opportunities for people that look like you and I. And that is, if that's important (laughs) to, you know, making sure that not just one proportion or one group of our society is, is thriving in business, but that people of different shades and hues and backgrounds can as well. So there's that number four is celebrate black culture and service community. So definitely black owned businesses can, some of them, not all of them, but some of them do tend to dabble in black oriented or cultural product service products and services. And those are things that, you know, like hair braiding companies or uh, companies that offer certain types of hair products or certain types of body things or certain type of nutritional things for the black woman or the black community is very much needed. And when we can have businesses that do that and we can support them, which further in, in enhances our black identity and our ethnicity and our cultural needs and wants, that's just like, like meaningful on both levels, right? Per like, yay, we're doing good, but also we're feeding our, what we want as a consumer, which is super cool. Number five holds other companies accountable. Now they refer to this. You've probably heard about Gucci's highly offensive sweater design, reassembling blackface. Yeah, I remember when that came out. Yeah. While Gucci's under fire now for all of the decision making that went into the design's approval and eventual release, it's not an isolated incident, which is true. Many large companies vocally support minorities and their diverse cultures, but practice policies that keep systems of injustice intact. So whether it's H&M's unsound marketing, Starbucks removing people from its store. So incidents like that where... Uh, there were kind of missteps and those missteps wouldn't probably have been made if there were more people of color in the boardroom making those decisions who could identify what the problem with blackface is. Because yeah, if you have no reference point to that, which a lot of people don't, then so you, it's simple that, to make that mistake. So, so with that thing, it's interesting though, because it's like, it could have just been the marketing team that made a bad call. And mm-hmm. all right, so if the marketing team had more of people like, of color, culture yeah. on there, then yeah, they could have said that, but we shouldn't, it's kind of messed up like to condemn the corporation and say, you know, the president shouldn't have let that happen. He may have never seen the marketing materials. Oh, I think so the I wouldn't average want to blame American, H&M. I mean, I would hope that the average American I blame the marketing team. Marketing I don't blame mishap. all of it's, H&M. No, and then same thing with Starbucks. We can't go to the president and the CEO any Starbucks company that's made something. a mis- misstep, it's because there's been a lack of cultural connectivity. And, yeah. and so, especially when you have franchisees, because yes. they can do almost anything they want. Correct. Like, corporations not there every day, like, hey, what are you doing from your day to day operations? Yeah, yeah, but either way, whether it's a big com- one conglomerate or franchisees, companies make mistakes. I think we as American mistakes, people yeah. have to be Im- impassioned for that. But we also, you know, we are Just, tired of having should, black mistakes yeah. happen right where it's like offensive to our community so we need to so we, we got to push for yeah like you say we got to push for things for for policies that help prevent things like this from happening mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. that's what you all you want to do so when an incident happens you shouldn't say oh you know 
we got to like what cancel Starbucks or whatever. You can't, that's to me, it's very extreme. You just say, Hey, no, you know, yeah, we have let's to get away from cancel culture, place. but what we have to do is have more so this efforts and initiations again. where companies understand what is offensive to black people, what's offensive to Hispanic people, what's offensive to Asian people, Indian people, and so forth. All people of color have to be represented. It's easier for companies not to make these mistakes when, like I said, when the boardroom and people making decisions like these are, are reflective of the community yeah, that they're helps, serving. Yeah. So, you know, having more diversity is, is critical That's there. That's great. Yeah. And then the sixth point that they mentioned is visibility and representation in the green economy. So prosperity of a green economy depends on the celebration of diversity by and for, for all people. The green movement has historically and presentedly wrestled with a lack of diversity in its activism and representation, but green Americans can change this. Bringing attention to black and minority owned businesses can go a long way in demonstrating that the green movement is everybody's movement. And when minority owned businesses have a financial platform to stand on, they inspire more people to join the green economy. So this is a plug for joining <laughs> this green, uh, green America, green do you, movement. Do you know what? I really don't know what this is about. I got to admit, I'm, I'm in the dark on this one. We are now listening to Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. A podcast about being real and honest. So based on just kind of a quick overview of their website, essentially they're speaking to a, a movement that is about having socially responsible and, and, you know, environmentally friendly products and businesses and the promotion of, prob- of, of kind of what they're putting in this article is that they feel like there's a space for having that forward movement in business that is, you know, going to be better for our environment, but also better for communities like black people. So it seems like it is positive in nature and definitely uh, progressive. Uh, I would definitely want to look more into them because, yeah, I definitely don't remember learning more about them previously in uh, in our either academic or professional lives. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, yeah, you mentioned some good points of why we should support black businesses. Those were... Pretty, I guess, I don't know if they were convincing for everybody, but <laughs> they were very informative, though. I will definitely say oh, they're okay. informative. You don't think they were convincing to you, though? I mean, they're interesting, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, if I was on the other side of it. What would you say? It's easier for me being a black person. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's self, it's kind of like a self-interest, but mm-hmm. I don't know. that Those those things don't kind of like stimulate me to make me say that we need to... Like me as a non-minority, not call, yeah. Yeah, should I support them? I mean, well, that's a problem then because that, yeah. that we don't need to convince. Ourselves. I mean, I would well, want to be do, equal, but we also need to convince others. So, so yeah, I mean, all. people want to treat people equally, but I mean, I guess that's how you put out the information is is the thing. So I mean, the information it could have been there, jazzier. You're saying right? Yeah, it needed to kind of like say, okay, how does this affect me as a person? Oh, not like just speak more to the like, audience. Of yeah. So I did. Oh, I mean, okay. I had, a, I had some points on how it could actually help out people that aren't in those communities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you mentioned that these businesses, they don't like, you, you did mention like redlining that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And I found an article about redlining that as we know, it, it fostered discrimination among mm-hmm. blacks and it still does to this day. And it actually prevents the businesses from developing because banks actually didn't offer government insured loans to majority black neighborhoods. Oh. And you know, the money that's going into the black neighborhoods 
it <laughs> a lot of the money comes from the local businesses actually so if you're not funding them then those businesses suffer and mm-hmm. just looking at statistics but now uh, i'll lead up into the part about how it like helps others but it, there's some statistics about like the dollar as it circulates mm-hmm. is that it only spends about six hours in the black community while it spends 17 days in the white community, 20 days in the Jewish community, and 30 days in the Asian community. So You got would, that from Killer Mike on the Netflix show, right? He talks about that in that episode on that show he has on Netflix. Yeah, he talks about it, but mm-hmm. I actually, I mean, I got it from well, the he source here. Yeah, yeah, I have my, my sources listed, cool. so I did actually get that, and it's a lot of... A lot of people are claiming that. I don't that's know how they get the, the information, that, that's but horrifying. so I mean, just just like a tidbit for thinking about that is that all right? So this money is only spending six hours in the black community. Where else is it going? It's going outside the, community. the community. So then, what yeah. what what is what do you think happens then? These communities still need money. Guess what? We need money from the government, right? We're going to mm-hmm. need more financial help. Where do we get that money from? Yeah, we can get it locally, but we also get federal funding. Mm-hmm. Who gives federal government money? Taxpayers. Mm-hmm. So guess what's happening, people? Because this community is not helping to support itself, it's going to need federal support, right? So, so taxpayers have to pay. Yeah, it. so you end mm-hmm. up footing the bill anyway. So you might as well keep your <laughs> you might as well just yeah. you might as well give these you might as well spend into black communities because then That's they don't have to take yeah. money out of your pocket like yeah. without you even asking kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because it it'll, it leads to higher taxes. I mean, that's well, that so that would that's be something to think that, about. That, that could be compelling. Where they, well, yeah, definitely. I don't live in your neighborhood, but I don't want to fund your neighborhood like that is a very randomly. So let me just buy you know some products from you because you mm-hmm. know now you guys will be yeah, it'll help you. It'll out. make them more self. It'll help flourish your it'll help yeah. your business flourish. That's one thing to think about, and then kind of in in that manner. I don't, I've never heard this question asked, but I mean, I, I, I think about it and I, I'm sure this has gone through somebody's mind is, is it racist to knowingly support a business only because it is black owned? Well, again, racism is a construct, right? And race is a construct that doesn't really exist. It only exists in the minds of human beings. Uh, and we've decided, we've decided to okay. give it meaning and, and, and all of this, but like, supporting a business for the purpose of getting some type of need satisfied is the purpose of business, right? There's a, there's a problem and this business has a solution. Knowingly going to a business that, that knowingly gives you the same solution for your particular problem is, I don't think there's anything racist about it. I think it's very pragmatic and very poignanted in, in trying to solve your solution. Now, one could argue if, if multiple solutions exist, like if there's a white business and a black business and an Asian business and a Hispanic business and you keep going to the black business, then that is, is that a problem? I think that. It's, it's not necessarily a problem because when, when inverse, when asked, you know, there, I'm sure white people who don't support non-white businesses and Asian people who don't support, non- you know, so I, I think it, it, to me, it seems funny to ask that question for us because it, I don't ever think it, it's ever asked the other way. I think that you should support. But no one ever says, oh, go and support that white business. I guess they don't say it out loud, yeah, but no what do they that. actually do with their money though? Yeah. Like where do they actually it's spend actually their money? Going there, there anyway, are some people so that do like, that, that literally, like you said, only patronize people of their culture. So I, I don't think it has anything it to do with racism. I think this is about, you know, 
who, what business serves your needs. And if you happen to have your needs served only by black businesses, then I don't think that that's a problem. I think it's about getting the solution solved. So whatever business is able to do that for you, you should do that. Now, the added benefit of having that business be owned by someone that looks and talks like you is cultural satisfaction. It's also building our community and also trying to right the wrongs that were done against this community, not by our own doing, (laughs) because we did not enslave ourselves here. We did not do and create redlining against us, right? (laughs) So, you know, I think that we're trying as a community to, to, to make our country as great and as big and as powerful as possible. And a part of that is correcting the wrongs that this country has done. And a part of that is supporting black business. So no, I don't think it's racist. I think it's pointed solutions that you're looking for. Yeah. I think it's, 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 it's similar to like affirmative action. It's like Mm -hmm. giving you opportunities where the opportunities don't exist. So some people, you know, people do try to classify affirmative action as racist, but I really, it's writing. I don't think it is. We weren't allowed to go to college like everyone else for many, many years. The only schools we could go to were historically black, uh, historically black colleges. So like, so it's kind of, it it is trying to make a correction for, Some of these and that's a, it's, things that were not time, correct. Guys. We're not. We're not there. We're not even close. Yeah, definitely. And, and it sounds like we're in trouble based on that stat of having the black family value go down go to, to zero. zero. Yeah, I mean, the, that I seems don't know like that, that means. our community is going to be struggling in the next 20, 30 years. So whenever that happens, about. that mm-hmm. doesn't that does not sound like a good situation. Fun times yeah. for anybody there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, supporting these local black businesses, it benefits the community that they're in. And like you were saying, it brings more jobs. Mm-hmm. It also brings more private development in the community. Yep. You, you might build out more community centers and yep. activities for people to do. That leads to more economic growth, et cetera, mm-hmm. for communities that you, they don't receive the money from these big corporations. Like you, you mentioned a statistic earlier, like 14%, the money goes somewhere mm-hmm. else. It's not going to the, the communities that are actually giving the money. Yeah. That's the thing. So I think it's like a way to level the playing field. When you put money into communities in need, that leads to decrease in poverty, which leads inversely to prosperity for the community as a whole. And it then, like I was saying before, now you need less supplement from the government. You don't need them to step in and say, oh, man, you know, we got to inject all this funding because people aren't they don't have all the resources they need. If mm-hmm. you inject, if people just spend in the black businesses locally, they'll have the funding, those black businesses reinvested in their community. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good way of more equally distributing the wealth instead of just funding the outside corporations who don't give back to your community. <laughs> yep. Now, how have black businesses played a role in, a role in your life? In my majority black neighborhood, when I was growing up, we had like a handful of black businesses and I got to admit, I mean, I used to patronize them, but I never considered like the movement of money or anything. I just kind of mm-hmm. went, I didn't really think about, Oh, this is a black person. The I should impact. go here. Yeah. That never came to mind. It wasn't, I didn't really you have the a thought of that. Look for a solution. Yeah. yeah. But I think the real substance came from like going to flea markets and street fairs where I learned more about the different cultures and that's where I mean, I learned there's not really a thing such as black culture. I think that's kind of messed up. I think what it really comes down to is there's different countries and they have different cultures because like you have Jamaican, you have Guyanese, you have Nigerian, mm-hmm. you have Cherokees. All those cultures are different. They're not the same. They do mm-hmm. different practices. But to say that it's just a black culture is kind of like, I don't know, it's 
I learned that I, I didn't I didn't see like a black culture. I saw different cultures that somebody might lie and say these are just all blacks kind of thing. No, there's no such thing as there's no country named black, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they might just say, oh yeah, let's like, just group them all together. Similar to other cultures where you have Italian and Greek and and people from uh, Italy, Italy, Sicily. I mean, yeah, all of those people have their cultures. The same needs to be said about of each and every one of us with black uh, heritage in us that <laughs> we're not just black, but we are, da, 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 you know, but I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is race. We're just talking about a fake thing. I mean, yeah. we can say African heritage because that's more mm-hmm. close because at least, yeah, we I mean, we we shared a continent, but. Did we share a uh, not even a color, the black? I mean, yeah, but like I said, when someone tells me they come from a light. country, a country that's called black, then fine, then you can be black. And if you but, show me a black people, there are no people that are black. No, we're all brown. Yeah, there's no people. Black, there's Hispanic, no. Asian, we've never seen different Never brown. seen a black person. Not a, not a literal black person. Yeah. I've never. I've seen black dogs though. Yes, there's a black Labrador. Black yeah, trooper, see, yes, we yes, don't come exactly. in that hue. I guess skins don't turn that color. But it's again, it's a construct, right? It so, is, yeah. So we're just we're going along with the construct with this whole episode. So yeah. But I just had to mention it there that to say the black cultures, I didn't, I didn't really. It's over, there's no black culture overreaching, and it's and it's yeah. inaccurate. There's different nations that people have cultural ties to, and and we should represent that, like and any other people do. Now, my answer for this would be similar to you that like, I don't think I ever thought about like the imp- impact of what it meant to go and go and shop at star- stores in Harlem that could sell me like kente cloth or certain hair products that my mom was looking to help with my hair and stuff like that. But now looking back, I, I think what I always appreciated was just even having that ability to be able to go into a store and get products that had pictures or at least some resemblance of myself. Because I think for me growing up in Manhattan and the time that I did, it just, it's black identity is something that I had to figure out because I do come from Caribbean born parents who they, their identity is Jamaica, right? Like they don't identify with the African American experience. And so, but I I was born here. So I'm an African American with Jamaican ties. And I had to try to make amends of what that means because that is different. Like first born Caribbean children born here are constantly battling like their Caribbean culture and what their family is all about versus what you are experiencing and how you're talking and what you're dealing with. And I thought it was always comforting. Like I thought, because I was always one of four or 10 black people in my school. And it was always nice to be able to go to Harlem and be around so many people that look like me. Cause that was not my neighborhood. And to, to be able to pick up a product that had a girl, a little girl with Afro puffs like me, right? Like it just, it, for me, it was just emotionally soothing because it was distressful not growing up with black people because I didn't understand what that meant to be a part of a black community that I rarely saw outside of my family. And again, like they, like I said, it was like, that's not, I wouldn't think African-American when I looked at my family, I would think Jamaica. So, and it's just, so this like tribalism and, you know, us versus them constructs, it was just, it's challenging and it's pointless because we're just, one race, the human race, and we just need to stick to that and keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, there's no species within the human race. Yeah, just one. <laughs> just one. Just human beings. No subspecies. You're human. Excellente. 
In addition to shopping with the black business, how else can you support black businesses? So yeah, I, in addition to shopping, if you have money, uh, and a lot of us will even say, oh, we don't have money. Like you can have, you can spare $10, $20 a month and support a black business. So definitely use the money. You like put your money where your mouth is, but also leverage social media. Even if you don't have a dime to your name, do you have, do you have a social media account that you can share the, the, the company with? Can you message it to people? Can you post about it on, on your feed of whatever platforms you're on? Can you also email 10 of your friends a month and ask them to check out the business or support the business? If you happen to be a writer, if you happen to be a journalist, a blogger, a podcaster, can you incorporate them in the content that you put out there as content creators? Like there's so many different ways to get the word out. Like I said, when we, I mean, look how quickly WAP got around, right? Like (laughs) everyone and their mama is singing about WAP. How many weeks later? If we can do that for WAP, I'm not quite understanding why some businesses like go out of business or some businesses, they struggle to get, you know, one customer. And it's like, because WAP is free. Wow, there's a lot that's being said there. There's a lot that's, and that's actually not always free. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah, but at least it can be. And that's why it spread so fast. Like (laughs) COVID-19. That's a good one. It is free. That's free too, yeah. COVID-19 You don't have to pay to play. That's the thing. Unfortunately not. Yeah. Yeah, There's no no buy-in for this. Like no minimum bet. So that's the interesting part. How do you think people can uh, support businesses without just their money? This is, I mean, it it was a hard question to think about. Mm -hmm. Thinking about it. I mean, you mentioned some good things. The thing I came up with is just recommending them to friends and family. So you can use a social media platform, but I guess you can directly share it to friends and family too. Just send them a text like, hey, you know, check this out. Or you know what I do too, because it's like I got, so I, I, I purchased from a black business to get my like polo shirts and I guess you can put this in the links, the Bayo Bab. Mm-hmm. And they have like the best polo shirts ever. Yeah, they're beautiful. So what I do is I, I like tell my family and friends about it. I'm like, hey, you should buy these shirts. These are like, you don't have to get any mm-hmm. other polo shirt. And it's not, there are black business, but the quality is like banana. I don't know of any other company that beyond, matches them. No, nothing, them. Nobody else matches them. I'm not, I'm not even yeah. like, I'm not trying to be like particular to them. I'm just really giving they're them their beautiful. praise. No, that's they're beautiful. Design, they yeah. fit and well, anti wrinkle. Yeah. They did not get a deal, unfortunately, because, uh, you know, yeah, times are different, but they are going to open up an investing time too. So beautiful. look out for that too. They are going to allow some new investors. Cool. So. They're going to open up another funding. Yeah, round. definitely. Well, yeah, yeah. You so guys yeah, will get the link yeah, we'll put the link in there. But just stuff like that. Just say, hey, you know, I got this shirt from them. It was really good. If you want to get a shirt, make sure to buy through them. Cool. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's a what's a scenario? It's scenario time, guys. Scenario one: Die is very hungry and can grab a bite to eat at the local fast food chain. Or drive 30 minutes to a health-conscious Caribbean black-owned establishment. Should he take the time to go to the black-owned business or save the money and walk to the chain restaurant? Oh, so that's an interesting question because it's both the question of should you support black business, but then also should you endanger the planet by driving and putting out more toxins, <laughs> I so mean, that's, that's one way to see it, I guess. I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah. That, to me, that's what stood okay, out to me that's in that question. That's interesting. So, right. 
I'm torn, but I mean, first of all, the Jamaican. And remember that the the Jamaican, this is a health conscious Caribbean restaurant. I know, I love that that, that too. So you can actually get a healthier version. I would say it sucks on the environment, but he should, uh, sorry, what is uh, die die is a he, his pronoun, he, okay. So he should unfortunately hurt the earth a little bit more uh, and drive to the health conscious thir- the health conscious Caribbean black owned restaurant because a your your health is wealth and you could eat local fast food but you're probably going to most likely not necessarily but most likely detract from your health and it doesn't matter if you save time in the interest of being hungry because if you die 10 years earlier you would have wished and hoped that you would have just went further for the health conscious food so Go a little bit further, pump out more carbon, you know, stuff into the air, but it hopefully will make you live longer. So I don't know where the earth will stand, uh, <laughs> but you know, that's where I stand with him. All right. Well, the easy answer to this is die bought an electric vehicle. So he charges at home. But and- that wasn't stated. So that's an <laughs> assumption that you're making. But it, it, you assume that he only had a, a polluting vehicle, right? That's I what you assume. did make that assumption. See, so, so we don't you're know. You're making the assumption he has an electric car. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm sure he's charging at home. Like he's not messing up right. and getting the most, the, the worst polluting vehicle we could. If that's the case, then. He's in good good standing, good stuff. Yeah, better standing than just, like you said, just driving and polluting for an hour. <laughs> like, yeah. that's that would actually be worse because cars are very inefficient when it comes to that. Yep. So, I mean, th- to me, this one's easy because that's crazy. He found a health-conscious Caribbean place. <laughs> like, that part just bugs me out. Like, if you find that, you always go to that then. That's like, what, that's a no-brainer to me. Compared to the local fast food, even if it costs more and it's and you have to like drive farther, that's it's health conscious. That's good. And it's tasty food. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I Supporting a black business, it's like you're hitting you're hitting like three marks for really easy. That's yeah, nice. It's really crazy. I agree with that. Scenario two. Nathia was working with some Sudanese web designers who overcharged her for her pet care store website. She decided the work they did was subpar and is looking for a new web designer. Should she be wary of her past experience and avoid web designers with African heritage? What kind of horrible phrasing question is that, Khalil? <laughs> what? This is a scenario. This is a scenario that presented itself. This isn't based on any real I life situation. This is a perfect example of something that would come out of someone's ignorant mouth. In this this world. is real, though. Yeah. And, I, and so this is a great opportunity for us to address that. That if you have a bad experience with an individual, that individual's mishap or misstep is not a reflection of their entire race or nation or country from which they come from. Or continent. Or continent. <laughs> which so, people do. This is, so it's ignorant as hell, but it is the it's ignorance that people thing, think about. People so say it's, it all it the time. Good. You put it out there like that. So I'm just here to, we're here to set the record straight that the incident that, what was this person's name? Nithia. Nithia had with the Sudanese web designers was the issue with their web design, not with them being Sudanese. No, so, no, of course not. No, no, but I'm just saying not... that because I want people oh, to understand. Yeah. No, that, yeah, like, it's, it wasn't the Sudanese. Do that, right? Like you'll have what? a bad incident and then blame that whole culture. But, but that's what that. And it's like, that's nope. what this question is asking. So yeah. it's, it's, you had a bad experience with one particular culture. Does that mean you one should never work with that culture? That and and yeah, I, messed, that I made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't mean culture. I meant like one person whose culture happened to be yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. But, and now you say, because that one person so what you're kind of saying is one person represents everybody in yeah, that culture and that's not true and again the the incident had to do with their web design not their back their ethnicity 
Like, <laughs> so we just want to clarify for people. But, it, but what they, they assume is that because of your ethnicity, your web designers exactly. are all the same. And that is the ignorance that people are making this assumption <laughs> that like, what? by default, I should be able to get quality work from someone with a different ethnicity. or Yeah. So yeah, people do that. True. So I would advise, I'm not able to say that person's name, but you can say it again. What is it? Nithia. There you go. Uh, that this person should look for a web designer who can give them samples that most, most resemble what they're looking for. And they should choose the person or people based on the quality of the work, irregardless. I always want to say irregardless, <laughs> but I heard it from a movie and I can oh, never no. stop it. Oh, regardless no. of their, regardless of their background. It's, and now if they want to purposely support, a black web designing company, then they can prioritize that in their search. But again, focus the query on the quality of the work, not the ethnicity of the designers. Yeah, I mean, I hate hearing this because it's, it's so messed ignorance. up. I was like getting irate people, when I heard that question. People do this all the time. They do, and they just do it with just a straight up black owned business. They're like, I got burned once. I'm not getting burned again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got burned by an individual, Joe Brown. I mean, yeah. that's one person. Why is everybody else damned because of one yeah. person's action? He represents ignorance. everybody for the race. That doesn't even exist. I know. Like people do it based off of race. If so, I'm not getting stuff. paid enough in life. If I'm I mean, representing all of blackness, then you know, it, it doesn't. Where's make, my crown? To me, it's that's like a that's like a jump. Like you're not a good detective to say and that. Guess what? Like I said, <laughs> Everybody's messed up. It doesn't work up. the opposite way. You have a bad incident I know, with, with a person who's not of a color. With the majority, you don't just say, "Oh, I yeah. refuse to do anything." I know. White so you, that, that's what I think. So like, funny. good luck. Good luck. Good luck living in this world. Like. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to people of color, and any mishap, it's like you know the the whole culture's dead to them. Yeah, you can't do that. You know, you got to be, you got to do your research, right, and really find, like you were saying, maybe get look at some of their past work yes. and see if they're going towards get what samples, you're saying. Like, <laughs> do sort of that kind of thing. You get, don't work, don't just references. come on, man. Yeah, maybe you just bought into this company too quick. Maybe yeah, it was a, he wasn't clear to you was, what they could do or not. It might have been a deceptive ad that pulled you in, but that doesn't mean it had anything to do with the culture. So yeah. at least get that together and don't don't disregard people of African heritage just because of that. Like yeah, that, that that's an oversweeping kind of response mentality, yeah. yeah, to have. It doesn't make sense. It's not good. Scenario three. Kendi moved to a small town for work that does not have many stores, with the nearest black owned one being one thousand miles away. How can Kendi support black businesses? That sounds really unfortunate for Kendi. Uh, I would say from a physical barrier perspective, but granted we are in COVID. So, uh, you know, a lot of us feel like we are a thousand miles away from things that we could be doing right now or supporting right now. So I would say, Kendi, look to the digital world. Uh, we are in the matrix now, being that we are all just online more than we are in person. And I think it's uh, quite fascinating, the lives that we're living now. And so what could Kendi do for businesses online? Uh, does the also closest business that's a thousand miles away, do they do any shipping? If not, then look at other businesses that may be other Black-owned businesses that maybe can i mean i can't imagine that you're saying kendi what's kendi's pronoun pronoun here kendi is a he he i can't imagine so are you saying that he is the closest black business 
is a thousand miles like no other business. Black yes, business. and that's this is not like this is a true scenario. Yeah, well, it's like moving to North Dakota, right? Yeah, like, there's places like, not where to say that there are black businesses there. There may be. I'm, I'm not. But sure. you just named a random place. Yeah, but there's places that I'm, they're I'm actually sure there thousands of miles one. away. Yeah, no, there's but, a, there's a lot of them too. It's not. Few and yeah, so he Kendi is going to need to look at online options. Also, Kendi can still promote the business online. Kendi can leverage, you know, his friend network, his family network, network, like you mentioned, and tell people to support who may be closer or even in the same proximity as him. But again, just getting the word out doesn't mean you can't support. There's, you know, we can't use that excuse of like, oh, I'm not physically near, so I can't do anything like that. That's not appropriate, especially more now than ever. Black businesses are suffering during COVID-19. So we have to step it up, guys. Yeah. And I just want to mention the best way to support these black businesses is trying to find these black businesses that are online Mm -hmm. and there's a great way to do that through a couple of apps and we'll put two of the apps in the Mm -hmm. links there's there's more but the two that we know well i can't the the second one i just found out about so i don't remember the name off the top of my head but Mm -hmm. the first one is be local and i have i have both of the apps on my phone and i use those like whenever i'm buying something before I go to the biggest shopping store in America mm-hmm. online, I go first and see what do any of these black businesses offer any of the products that I'm trying to purchase. Nice. So Kendi could do the same thing. Kendi downloads this app and then just does a search. You just search what product you're looking for or what area you're looking for and then you'll see what comes up and mm-hmm. see. Then you can go to their website and see if they have some of the items you want and you can order from them. And there you go. Supported a black business using Very your app cool. on your phone. Very cool. Now, it looks like we are at that time again. It is the coming to the end of our 164th episode of Woke and, and Free. Like dying witches. In time for Halloween. That was, nice. that was good. You know, I, I might hire you for my next like slasher film. It just it seemed really great. I'm actually an excellent actress. Thank you for commending me. Yeah, I'm just like, I was so surprised though with them skills that I just, I started writing a script just for you. Excellent. Yeah. I did. It was, it was excellent. Are you reading my sarcasm now? Yeah. No, I'm not. I don't understand sarcasm. It has no, it has no place in my realm. Gotcha. It does not compute. Okay. (laughs) No, I didn't say that. I said my (laughs) realm. I went to another level. I took it to that universal level. No, wait, how can you say that to the universe? Jesus help you. This was quite the episode (laughs) (laughs) discussing why uh, should you support black businesses? Will we leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we will be discussing whether meetings are really necessary. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, we are primarily only booking for 2021. So you definitely have plenty of time to enjoy the holidays before you start hitting us up. And the best place to do that is on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. When it comes to social media, please hit us up and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, and TikTok. Hello, TikTokers. We have a lot of fun. Let's be friends. And then any type of collaboration or sponsorship opportunities, same place. Contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time. Stay Woken Free, y'all.